Welcome to the Self Love Warrior Podcast. My name's Lisa, and I'm a confidence mentor, neuroscientist, and self love warrior. In this podcast, we bring personal stories, tangible tips, and inspiring interviews to help you build unshakable confidence so you can live a life you're obsessed with. Now, let's get this party started. Welcome back to the Self Love Warrior Podcast. I am really excited about sharing today's interview with you. I am chatting with Sophia. She is the CEO and founder of the Balanced Budget LLC. She is a bookkeeper and money coach who helps women and entrepreneurs take control of their money, set big money goals, and create a unique financial plan that works for them. And let's dive in to the episode. Hope you guys love it as much as Sophia and I enjoyed recording it. Welcome, Sophia. I am so excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, this is going to be really So for somebody who's never heard of a money coach, what is a money coach? And like, maybe how does that differ from an accountant or a financial advisor or something like that? Okay, so a money coach is someone who's going to provide you guidance and education about your finances um, to help their clients make financial decisions. Um, I help my clients create money goals, create and stick to a flexible budget, audit their expenses um, and spending to identify places that they can save money, um, set up sinking funds and so much more. And I also help my clients with money mindset so that they can feel empowered and confident to make money and life decisions. A financial planner or an accountant is someone that has a degree or certification to do those things. I have my MBA, but um, I can provide guidance and education to help you make your financial decision. Yeah, I love that. And I think that one of the big pieces, right, is that coaches, money coaches have more, they're more likely to help you with like the mindset part of it. And really about, and like from my experience with working with you, right, it's really about (laughs) creating a way that works for you. And basically like the last part that you said there about like feeling confident and empowered is why after working with you or starting to work with you, I was like, I need you on the podcast because that, that is part of like all of my mission and message on the podcast is, you know, building confidence, feeling empowered we need to start shifting that discussion around money, right? And like, especially women with money. I absolutely agree with you. That's also my mission to help women feel empowered and confident with their money. Um, I think definitely with our generation, we're seeing more of that, Um, but it can still be a hard shift, especially if you don't have like an upbringing where you feel that way. Um, It can be hard to feel like, where can I learn? How do I learn from someone who maybe doesn't look like me or doesn't have like the same kind of lifestyle or the same beliefs or anything? Um, and so then I think that's why you see more money coaches like myself come into play because young people like us are looking for support from someone who can understand us. Definitely. And that support part is so critical because like you're saying, you haven't been brought up with it or you don't really know how to manage your own finances or manage your own money, it can feel really overwhelming to start. Mm -hmm. So I guess like building off of that, how would somebody get started on like 
their own, you know, financial empowerment journey? (laughs) So I think one way to get started is sort of knowing that you want that, um, identifying that, hey, I don't like the place that I'm in right now. And I would like to get better with money. I'd like to learn how to manage my money better or learn how to invest or learn to feel like I'm empowered to make my own decisions. Um, That's the starting point. And then I think the next step is to get real about your financial situation. Sit down, lay it all on the table, know how much you are bringing in every month, know how much you're spending and where you're spending it, how much debt do you have, What is the breakdown of that debt? Um, And then, you know, really knowing the details of what your financial situation looks like, it can be a really hard task in the beginning. It can feel really overwhelming and you're going to feel all the feels, but, and that's okay. But that's going to be the first step to making any kind of transformation. Um, And then I think the next step would be sort of understanding what your own financial triggers are. What? You know, why are you spending money on certain things? Are there other deep-rooted issues that you should address that relate to you overspending or feelings that make you feel like you have to spend on something that you maybe wouldn't really care about? Um, So those are hard things to deal with, but you've got to deal with them because that is going to lead you to a true financial transformation. Definitely. And I talk about self-awareness all the time on the podcast. And exactly like you said, like that self-awareness piece, that becoming like real with yourself is the foundation with which you build transformation on top of. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's the same thing with your money. You have to like get real and look like look at your finances because I find a lot of the time, and I was like partially doing this too. I'm partially guilty, just like, you know being afraid to look at your bank account balance or being afraid to look at your credit cards or just like ignoring it. Right. Mm -hmm. And starting to like become aware of what are the actual numbers? Like, what are you doing? And like you said, like the triggers, because the mindset piece of it is pretty important too. And I think you made a really good point there about like, are you spending money? Like, is it almost like a coping mechanism? Like, are you overspending because you're using the, that like quick dopamine hit of the purchase of the Amazon package or whatever Mm -hmm. to make yourself feel better about something. Mm -hmm. And like, you have to address those underlying things before you can really make change. Yes. I absolutely agree with you. And I think that that piece can be really hard. And that is the piece that makes people not want to move forward. That's where they get stuck because they don't want to know the reality. The way I think about it is there is so much power in knowing your financial truth. There, I think it's power by knowing how much you actually do owe and being able to say, I'm going to make a game plan for paying this off, or I'm going to make a game plan for investing in my future, or I'm going to make a game plan for saying, this is what I value in life. And I'm going to spend my money according to that. And I'm not going to spend my money or waste my money on something that I don't care about. 
100%. I think like what's kind of weird, right. Is that talking about money is really taboo. Like we're not supposed to talk about money, but yet we also have like all of these internalized stories of how our money should be spent or how we should manage it. And so Mm -hmm. we're constantly like, oh, I should be doing this, or I should be doing that. Even though you're, you don't really know how anybody else is managing their money. Like, (laughs) yes, that's so true. Um, I think that now that I've been more open, you know, with my own transformation, um, and been more open with people in my life, everyone wants to talk about money. Everyone wants that outlet or that person that they can present questions to or say, Hey, what would you do? Or maybe you talk to your friend and say, Hey, have you ever negotiated a salary before? Or how much do you spend on childcare? Or how much do you have in student loans? You know, there is power in um, talking about those things. And the more I talk about it, the more that I see the want and the need and the desire from other people to talk about those things too. Definitely. And especially as women, like I, you were talking about like having conversations about negotiating for more money and salary and stuff. And when Mm -hmm. I was just changing jobs, I fortunately have a male colleague who's in the same field and in the same area. And I he gave me advice on how to negotiate my salary. And like, I, I mean, I talked to some other people about it as well, but it was like, I had no idea how to do that. He obviously had more experience with it. I don't know if it makes a difference that he was a male versus a female, but I think that like, there is like some statistic about how men are more likely to ask for more money in salary negotiations than women are. And so like having that influence changed the way that I approached it. That's that's good that you had like an, a positive influence. I think so many people are scared um, to ask something more. I know in the past I've been scared to ask for a raise or to negotiate. Um, and luckily I have my husband who always tells me, go for it, go for it. Cause you're amazing. Um, but I've been scared. I, So I know that I always tell my clients or anyone I'd speak to or friends, like, go for it. You know, you know that you're good, right? You've done your research, Um, ask for it. I think it is interesting knowing those statistics about men versus women and salary negotiations. Men don't skip a beat. They'll ask for something even if they don't deserve it and they'll get it because they ask women just don't ask. And so they don't get it. Um, and so I've been more of that. I'm going to do this kind of person. Like I am going to ask because I know I deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like you were saying, like, you know, you are now able to be a positive influence on others because you are more willing to like share your story and your wins and like your journey with your finances. And that like has a ripple effect, right? Other people like feel more comfortable sharing it with you. And also it helps them feel empowered by like seeing that you were able to make a transformation in your own life. Like, would you want to share a little bit about like your journey with money or your journey with um, budgeting or anything like that? Sure. I'd love to. So I've always loved numbers and money. I've worked in finance for my entire career. So I've always loved, you know, numbers. I've haven't ever had that 
point where I was like, I'm bad with money. But I think this happens to a lot of adults that at some point they realize like, oh crap, I'm, I'm in a, not a great financial situation, right? You go from being like a kid to being an adult and it like slaps you in the face. So it's not like I did anything terrible, but you know, life happens. And so you suddenly go from wanting a house or needing a car or having student loans or, you know, wanting to get married and have kids. And all of a sudden these really expensive things start to happen. And you realize the decisions you made before this point affect what you can do in the future. Right. And so I think it was a little bit for me, it was like, we had credit card debt. I had a car loan. Um, we had a mortgage, nothing really terrible. Right. I wasn't like going out and buying thousands of dollars of handbags on a credit card. It was just life and lifestyle creep and wanting, you know, just think day-to-day things. And then I hated it. I wanted to have more control over my money. And it started to feel like my husband and I were like disagreeing about spending money. And I hated that, like never really fight. And so I hated feeling like there was like a tension between us. So we tried budgeting and we failed. We did. Honestly, we tried it for a year and it didn't work and we couldn't make it work. Um, And then honestly, after a year of sort of playing around with the budgeting and it not working, we got really serious. We had, we were having kids. And so I'm like, we can't do this anymore. We have to get serious. And so in three years, we've paid off over $54,000 of debt. We've paid off um, all of our credit cards in my car. um, And we purchased a home and um, we've invested in our retirement accounts and college funds for our children. And we've, you know, gone on trips and we're living a life that's more in line with what we wanted. Um, and we don't have like that guilt of spending for things that we want. Like, you know, we send our kids to play class or we, you know, get takeout because I don't want to cook every night. Um, you know, and we can do these things without feeling guilty. And so I think, I think this story is relatable to others because it might not necessarily be that you find yourself in a situation because you did a ton of wrong things. It just can be that life brought you here and now you're just trying to make a different pathway. 100%. A few things that I loved about your story is like you said, like, what got you here will not get you there. Right. So like, you know, it's not that anything like horrible happened, but it's like, you were like, I'm, this isn't the status quo that I want to keep for the rest of my life. Like I would like to make a change. Right. Also love that you said that you tried for a year and failed because I think that a lot of people try budgeting or try managing their money and it gets hard or it's too confusing. It's too complicated and they give up and Mm -hmm. like, one, it's a really good example that like, you know, you can give up and you can try it again, but also it really is, it highlights like the power of working with a coach because you kind of bypass that trial and error phase, mm-hmm. right? you bypass that, like, 
or almost speed up the trial and error phase because you're working with somebody who is like guiding you and supporting you through that process. Absolutely. I think when we get started, it didn't work for us because the budgeting methods we were trying didn't work for us in our lifestyle. We tried cash envelopes and we never carry cash. And so that just never worked for us. And we sort of, at the time, we still had like most of our money's going into separate accounts. And then we were trying to figure out like who's paying what and who's responsible for what. And so it was a little bit confusing. And it was like, also, we tried too much of trying to get rid of like everything that we love. Like, okay, now we're not going to eat out anymore. We're going to like cut half of the budget for going out or whatever it is. It just wasn't sustainable and it was making us miserable and it wasn't working. I think my approach now and what I hope to do with my clients is to get them to that point where at the very beginning, they create a flexible budget that works for them. I think I tell them we've got to do a spending audit, check what you're spending your money on. And we're not going to say cut everything in half. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to include your numbers in your budget, what you really are spending your money on and make small changes over time. I think that's where people see the most progress and that they can stay with it longer because it doesn't feel restrictive. That's what we did in the beginning. We restricted ourselves too much. Now we spend, we put a value to what a certain category is and we spend according to those values that we put in line. Um, And I think that's what I try to do with my clients. We determine what your values are and we spend according to that. Yeah, I think that's really important, right? Is like making it personalized to you and what you want, because that's that's the empowering part. It, when you are trying to like live by somebody else's guidelines or somebody else's rule book, like you're giving your power to somebody else. But when mm-hmm. you are the one who's actually like creating your own budget based off your own values, like you decide where your money goes, you decide how you spend it. Like that is the empowering part. Absolutely. And I've loved seeing people feel empowered by their own money um, and their own money decisions. Um, Because what works for me is not going to work for anyone else. Um, And so part of my job as a money coach is to help you identify what is important to you and to show you ways that you can include that in your budget. You don't have to give up every coffee. You don't have to go give up giving, going out with friends or things that are important to you. Um, we just got to eliminate the things that are not important to you, eliminate the waste. So you have more space in your life and in your budget. Definitely. I love, I love that way of thinking about it. I wanted to like kind of circle back a little bit to some of the mindset stuff that we had talked about. Um, Are there consistent like money mindset issues or money mindset stories that you see coming up with your clients that like you help them work through? Sure. I think I see one that I see all the time is that people think that they're bad with money. 
or they tell themselves that they're bad with money. And this presents a roadblock for them to ever making any progress. They've convinced themselves that they're bad with money. And I disagree with this. Not bad with money. You made decisions in the past, but you can unlearn unhealthy financial habits and you can make better informed decisions in the future and in the present. So I don't think that you have to stay bad with money. I don't think anyone is bad with money. You just do what you can with the information you have. And if you have more information and more education, you can make better decisions. Um, And then I think the other thing that I hear a lot is this fear that maybe it's too late or they're too far gone um, to make any meaningful change and nothing is further. This can't be further from the truth. Like it's never too late and you can always improve your financial situation. I really do believe it. It's definitely take hard work to get there, um, but it'll be worth it. And in the end, even if you did, were able to reduce like your financial stress or overwhelm, that alone is worth the effort um, of, you know, of making progress. Definitely. And I think that one about being bad with money, like going back to that, part of it is like, we have this tendency to blame ourselves for things that are not our fault, right? It's like, oh, I'm bad with money. Like it's my fault. And it's like, well, did anybody ever teach you how to Mm -hmm. make money? You know, like, is it really that you are bad with it? Or is it that you don't have the, you never developed this, the skills and the tools to manage it. And it's like showing yourself a little bit of kindness there, Mm -hmm. right? Not blaming yourself for it. I a hundred percent agree with this. Um, that's what I said. We, we can only do what we can with the information we have. And the more that you open yourself up to these new financial ideas or new ways of doing things, you're going to be able to make those changes yourself. A lot of us didn't grow up with knowing healthy financial habits. Like maybe our parents didn't teach us it and maybe we didn't see it or learn it in school or in college. And so we are figuring it out now. A lot of us too, I think are seeing the repercussions of the financial decisions that their parents made. So maybe they're feeling the burden or the hardship of their parents trying to figure out retirement or their parents trying to rely on them now. They're full-fledged adults for, you know, helping out with the bills or helping out, helping them financially. Um, And so I think now that we have more, like, we have a better view of the reality about financial situations, we can make improvements on that. Definitely. I think that's so true. And I think also it's a really cool time. I don't know if you agree with this or not, but there is maybe because I like entered that world and now I see it a little bit more, but like, there are so many people like, you know, money coaches like you on social media right now, not all of them great, but like sharing advice, sharing like educational content, like it is more accessible now than ever to like learn about how to manage your money. Absolutely. And I like, finding people that have a different perspective, because like I said, we all have different 
money situations. Some people might have debt, some might not, some might have children, some might not, some might be single, some might be married, right? We all have different starting points. I love learning ways that other people handle their money because I feel like you can take bits and pieces of what works for somebody and adapt it to work for you. I myself, I'm a money coach, but I still learn a lot from what I see other people doing because it's helpful. I love like this ability to learn from somebody else so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And like we had been talking about the beginning, it's just like that transparency and that vulnerability, like the more that people are sharing, it helps you like learn more and feel more empowered about your own financial situation. Yes, definitely. Kind of like we were talking about like the empowered feeling about being empowered with your own finances. It's part of your confidence because it's part of like your day-to-day life. Like you have, you have to be making money and you have to be spending money. Like it's going to be a part of your life, no matter how much you try to hide under the covers and like ignore it. And if you're constantly feeling stressed out or overwhelmed by your bills or your debt or anything around your money, like that's going to be having a negative ripple effect on other areas of your life. Absolutely. I completely agree. And financial stress is, I think the worst, it, it just takes over every part of your life. I know people who are deep in debt or deep in a financial situation that they can't sleep at night, right? They can't like, like they're so stressed. They're stressed all the time. They can't get away from this feeling like the world is on top of them and it's horrible. And I feel terrible um, for people that are feeling that way. And so that's why it's so important for me to try to do what I can to educate others on little, at least little steps that they can take to try to improve their situation. And again, like I said, knowing exactly where you're starting from is the key to making any kind of lasting change. And like you said, you have to give yourself some grace. You have to be kind. You have to um, treat yourself like how you would treat others in this situation. What would you say to a friend who was going through this? Say that to yourself because you can change the future. You can change and make things more positive for you, but you've got to believe it. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's really important advice there because you have to be kind to yourself while you're trying to make a change. Right. And Mm -hmm. if you're using just like, like disgust that you might have for your financial situation or like your self-hatred for getting yourself into that financial situation to try to motivate you to make a change, like you're not going to be able to stick with it. Like it's the idea of like, oh, I like need to like restrict all my spending and all the things you were talking about. And it's like, that's not sustainable. Right. So it's more about like being kind to yourself, getting real with where your numbers are at. And then, as you said, like making small, small adjustments to start with. Right. Yes, definitely. So like if there is a woman listening right now and she feels that way, like she feels overwhelmed by her own financial journey and her debt or her the number in her bank account or anything, like what, what's like the first advice that you would give to her? Okay. So I think there's like 
five steps. So one, I would say, give yourself grace, right? Forgive yourself for past mistakes. Understand that you can make things better. Um, Number two would be get real about your money. Lay it all out. You know, know how much you're spending, how much you're bringing in, how much you have in debt. Know it all. Um, And then feel your feels, right? Like take a minute to process it. It's, it's hard. This part of it is really hard. Um, and that's okay. <laughs> um, three, do a spending audit and determine how much you are truly spending per category. This part always surprises people. They think that they spend less or a different amount than they really do. Um, and so a spending audit for the past couple months to see how much you are actually spending is going to be um, help you with creating a budget. So number four is to create a zero-based budget and to continue to track your expenses. And then number five, if you are deep in debt, create a debt payoff plan and include those debt payments in your budget. Okay. I love a good numbered list. So like I am, I am here for these five steps. Like this, <laughs> this is why I knew I had to have you on the podcast. Like, your kindred souls here. Um, but I think that is so helpful because it's like, okay, here is like your game plan for getting started. And obviously like it's about being consistent and sticking with it. And like, there are different levels, like you can you know, advance these things, you can focus on different things, but having like a really good foundation is so important. Yes. And of course, these are like general steps, but it can help anyone, right? These are guidelines that anyone could use no matter what financial situation you're in. Yes, definitely. And like, I feel like this is, that's, you know, partially how we started working together was going through Mm -hmm. those like five steps together. So Sophia, it has been an absolute joy having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Where can people find you and how can somebody start working with you? So you can find me on Instagram. Um, My handle is at the balance budget LLC. Um, And if you're interested in money coaching, I have a one-on-one money coaching program that lasts for eight weeks where we go really in depth um, and we create goals, budgeting, saving money, mindset, investing, debt payoff. We do it all. Um, And then if you're interested in something a little smaller, we, I do have 90 minute intensive options where we can dive into one or two topics of your choice. Awesome. And let me just like give my glowing recommendation of working with Sophia. We did an eight week one-on-one program together and it was just incredible. I'm so thankful for all the work that we did together and exactly why I knew I had to have you on the podcast. So thank you. I loved working with you. So I thank you for your recommendation. I loved being able to chat with Sophia on the podcast and bring you all of that jam-packed value in that episode. I will tag all of her info in the show notes if you want to find her. And if you loved today's episode, be sure to share it on IG stories and tag me so that we can keep getting the word out about this podcast. You're capable of incredible things and I'm rooting for you today and every day. Catch you on the next episode.